All right, Jason Ross, Doug Christie, let's continue on here. And it's an absolute pleasure to check in with this guy, Coach Wetzel. John Wetzel, Coach, you had to put up with Doug Christie for all those years <laughs> and many of those other Kings guys. But uh, Coach Wetzel, it is so great to have you on the, uh, on the show today. How are you? I'm doing great. Did I hear you say you saved the best? For last? No, he said the, the wets. The wets. The wets for last. Okay, all right. You see, I yeah. Maybe you said the best. Uh, what, what, way. Are you like, uh, are, are you Maui, John? What are, where are you? No, I'm in Arizona. Ah, okay. Yeah, I'm in Arizona heading to Maui next uh, week from this coming oh, Sunday. Oh, good look at I'm in Arizona yeah. heading to Maui. Just place, sounds like a lot of places where you can golf. Are you golfing these days? I am. Not, not a, a great deal. Maybe once a week. Uh-huh. That, that you still dunking? No, you know I I dunked the last time in Philadelphia when I was fifty seven. Uh, my goal was to dunk when I was sixty, but by the time I was sixty, I wasn't working anymore. Ah, uh-huh. when I dunk, when I when I had that little rub in in Philadelphia. I almost pulled a hamstring. <laughs> that was enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, Coach Doug was telling the story. Uh, Doug, you should probably say, "What was the situation of Coach Wetzel dunk? What happened?" Oh, uh, we we got we got to get out of practice, so the, we would encourage him to. Uh, what was the encouragement like? Uh, come on, Wetz, please <laughs> make sure you get up there. <laughs> You're just looking all for the players. All the players were rooting for me because Rick said, "We'll if you can dunk, we'll we'll call off practice." So I had to get some stickum from the from uh, uh, Pete Youngman and barely, I just had a little rub in, just got it over the rim, nice. but it was fun. Well it, well, it counts. It counts as we're joined by assistant coach for the Kings back in the, the best days of Kings basketball. And coach, you followed Rick Adelman around quite a bit. So I, I'd love your perspective when you heard the much needed announcement that he's going to the hall of fame. What was your reaction to that? I was, I was extremely happy because you know, Rick is a kind of guy that, he doesn't beat on his chest. He doesn't do anything to call attention to himself. Consequently, he gets overlooked a lot. I think in the discussion about good or great coaches, <clears throat> and I think he was one of the guys that never got enough credit. And you know, I was with him for 14 years: six years in Portland, six years in SAC, and two years in Golden State. And uh, you know, the thing that was so good about Rick when we had success and we won games. He, he gave the credit to the players. You know, he was real good with the players and giving them the props that they deserved. And uh, he didn't do anything about calling attention to himself, which, which, you know, is a real, a real uh, credit to the kind of guy he was. And, uh, you know, it was really fun for me to be with him all those years and uh, I probably know him as well as anybody. Mm. You know, Coach, um, when I when I think about the the time with Coach, I so agree with you that uh, the fact that you guys and I rest in peace, Jerome Kersey, a, a good friend of mine, unfortunately passed away. I got to kind of see what was happening in Portland, and lo and behold, I end up here in Sacramento and watching Coach go about his business. The fact that a championship was never won, I think. That has to be the greatest reasons because he was by far my best coach. Yeah, you know I think Doug as a player, if you couldn't play for Rick, you couldn't play for anybody because yeah. he was really uh, nurtured the players. He he gave them space to do what they did best and let them use their talents. You know, so many coaches back uh, in that t- time period, 
were control freaks. You know, every time down you call a play and you got to do it my way. And Rick just let he had a great feel for the flow of the game, and he would you know first, second, third quarters he'd let you guys go ahead and play and make decisions. And then in the fourth quarter, when we needed a basket, he would he would slow it down a little bit and and put a call in so we'd get a, a shot for you know for Pasia or for uh, Mike or for whoever was had the hot end at the time. Obviously, I'm, I'm not mentioning you, Doug. Yeah, I, 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 no, <laughs> yes. I, I noticed that, Wes, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about that off air. And, uh, yeah, the check will not be in the mail, my friend. <laughs> but, you know, he had a great uh, a great feel. And, uh, you know, he made a statement to me years and years ago. Uh, when You know, we were together in Portland, and he said, you know, I want to I coach my players like I wanted to be coached as a player. Wow. And it's kind of interesting because, you know, as a player, Doug, when you make a mistake, you don't want to look at the bench and see a guy coming in for you. Yeah. If you make a mistake or take a bad shot or turn it over, he would let players play through that. Make make a mistake, that's okay, just keep playing. And uh, he didn't have players on edge all the time for fear of coming out of the game. And I thought that was a great attribute that he he was able to feel had a feel for what the players were going through because he played he he knew what it was like to be on the floor. You know, coach, it it just it, it rings in my head. I can remember so many times, and you'd be standing right there, and maybe we went through shoot around, and we're covering something a certain way, and the game starts and. I recognize, oh boy, that that might not work. Maybe we need to switch it up. And I had never been with a coach that I could go to and say, hey, coach, um, we're blitzing this. Do, do you mind if I go underneath? And I can remember him saying, Doug, it's not how it gets done. It's that it gets done. And it just, it was mind-blowing that he would give us the autonomy and the ability to figure problems out on our own. Yeah, he was good at that. And, you know, uh in SAC, we had a, a, a mature group of players. You had you and and uh, 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 Chris and Vladi and Peja and, and Mike. You know, guys that were mature in the way they approached the game. And we could give you uh, the, uh, the the ability to make decisions without fear of being uh, chastised or mm. pulled out of the game and or scr- or yelled at. It, it was. It was really the way Rick coached, and uh, I guess you can say, uh, in retrospect, he was he was really the ultimate player's coach. Yeah. Talking with John Wetzel, who coached so many years with Rick Adelman. Um, you, you mentioned, Coach, how much he would give the credit, and you're right. I mean, covering the team for so many years, he was very much, you know, players did this, the players did this, credit to the players. Well, this is very much an individual honor, though we know it's a team sport. How will Rick accept that on speech night on on this is really accolades for him though we know there's a lot of people involved with it how will he even take on that um honor for a coach that really liked to deflect it i think he'll be very humble i think he'll mention our, our great portland team teams and our great sacramento teams and he'll give credit to the to those particular people who were instrumental in his success. And, uh, that's just the way he is. And I would, I would be shocked if he, 
he didn't do that and if he were to talk strictly about himself because he's not like that. And I think he his example is one that we should all follow. Mm-hmm. Coach, how – how did he convince you or how, how did you get in coaching and get with the coach Adelman? Because being with him for 14 years and you guys uh, knew each other just as well as anybody, was there a convincing? How, how did that happen? Well, I was hired in Portland by Mike Schuler and Mike was uh, the head coach. Rick was his assistant at the time. And I, I had gotten fired in in uh, Phoenix, and Mike hired me as an assistant with Rick, and uh, and so we were assistants together. And then uh, Mike got fired, and Rick took over, and uh, you know we, there was no guarantee that they were going to retain him. And he told me after the season, he said, "You better go out and look for a job." He said, "I don't know what's going <laughs> to what's going to happen here." I said, "Well, Rick." If you get hired, I, I really want to stay with you. I really like Portland. I want to be, you know, on your staff. So he got hired for one year, and I stayed. And uh, during that, the latter part of that first year that he was uh, officially the coach, they gave him a, a two-year extension. And then we stayed there. And then, of course, we had that great success going to the finals twice. And, uh, uh, and then – when he went to uh, Golden State, uh, he, after sitting out a year, I had gone to New Jersey for a year. I, I wanted to stay involved, and I, I worked for uh, Butch Beard with the Nets. And then when Rick got hired in, at, at uh, uh, Golden, he called me and said, I want you to come back. Are you willing to come back? I said, yeah. Hmm. So he, he hired me again. And then uh, when we got he got hired in uh, Sacramento, he called me because I had been, I had sat out a year and uh, he said, are you ready to go back to work? I said, yeah, I'm really ha- feel good. I had a, a year off. I feel refreshed. And he said, just hang tight. I'm going to, I'm going to hire you, but the owner wants me to interview some other guys. He said, just, I'm going to hire you. So, so we've had a real nice relationship and you know, the, I often tell people that come in the league as assistants. I said, you know, our, as assistants, our main attribute is to be loyal to the head man because we don't need to uh, have our own agenda because he's, the, he's the, the guy that's out front. We're his only allies. You know, he's got to deal with the media. He's got to deal with the, the front office. He's got to deal with the players. And we need to be in his corner come hell or high water and – I think I did that for him, and he really appreciated it through all those years. Obviously, you did. You did it well because in that friendship and that bond and that working relationship, what was he like, I don't know, uh, uh, not even away from basketball, but maybe away from the team, coaches' meetings, on the plane, um, dinners with family. How was Rick kind of even maybe a little bit away from basketball? He was was very, uh, I want to say subdued, uh, a little bit. Uh, quiet, you know, we would fly after the games and he would sit by himself on the plane and listen to his music or look at his video or whatever he was happened to be doing. And he liked, enjoyed his time alone. And then uh, we would meet normally the next morning. We didn't have any meetings after games or when we got into a town, 
But we, he would let us look at tape by ourselves, and we'd, we'd get together and discuss it the next morning. He'd let, in other words, in the heat of the moment and the, 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 the distraction or disappointment after a game, we didn't get together and badmouth our players or our team. We let it digest, and I thought that was a great attribute that he had. And uh, and uh, you know he was he was a, a loyal guy to to the people that worked for him. Mm-hmm. He gave us space to do our jobs. Uh, you know we had to, each of us had to do scouting reports, so we we did those and presented them to him. And he he was real good about about the work that we did. And he was a great great guy to work for. Great boss. You know, Coach. When um, when I think about, it, I was telling uh, our audience and I was telling Jason that what always strike me about coaches, he didn't necessarily, he didn't have to be the smartest guy in the room or the guy that had all the answers. I, I think of many times when you would say something in practice or a coach, he would waddle in there and give us something like, <laughs> the, right? The ability to allow you guys to do that is something that I now that I've seen and where I had been before, it's rare. Yeah, a lot of head coaches uh, don't want their assistants to speak during practice. You know, there's it's their it's their venue, and you know, Rick was very comfortable with us making yeah. comments or, you know, taking a, a guy or a, a particular play in a scrimmage and, and making a comment, and he never felt threatened by us. And I think part of that was that loyalty that he felt from from all of us, and he didn't feel like he had to micromanage us because he knew that. We would do our jobs, and that we would, we were not threatening to him, and we were supportive of him all the time, and that's what I think he appreciated appreciated most about us. You know the uh, the corner, the I guess triangle, however you want to look at it, the offense that we were able to run. A lot of that was coachy. How much of that was was Coach Adelman? Because I, I remember just going through those drills over and over. But the, the that was the mastery part, and then all of a sudden there was the reading part that was on the floor. Was that a, a mixture? How did you guys come up with that? Well, mostly it was Rick. Mostly it was him, you know. Uh, uh, Coach Carrill had some some uh, the Princeton offense, but we tried to do a little bit of that, and it just it just didn't quite work with with our personnel. And so, you know, the corner series with with our personnel with Vladi and Webb at the high post and and you know running that triangle and and letting guys make reads and you know it was so it's so much fun because you guys we're able to, to run it. And if, if, uh, you know, if, if you or Peja or, or Mike, uh, would, were to come out out of the corner and a guy would play, you, you back cut and Vladi would give you a little bounce pass for a layup. And that was, that was the beauty of that offense is that there were so many options. And then if you didn't get something on that side, mm-hmm. you know, you could look to the weak side and have, have, uh, whoever was over there, Peja or you or, or Mike run a little back back pick action and get somebody open for a shot. It was really beautiful to watch. Talk hey, with, oh, yeah. hold on. I, I just uh, I, I gotta I gotta ask you. Uh, I was told to ask you about uh, the petition for for Mary Kay to fly on the plane because uh, Coach was a kinder, <laughs> softer uh, <laughs> courtesy of oh. a very old Pete Youngman, sir. Oh, we got stories. Oh, Pete. Well. You know, occasionally Mary Kay would ride on the plane with us, and 
Rick was a lot when she was a. On the plane, he was a lot more polite to us. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was nicer to us, and so we were on a flight one night, and I wrote a little, uh, "Dear Mary Kay, would you continue to fly with us? We would like for you to be on the on the on the flight for every trip the rest of the season because when you're with us, your husband is so much nicer to us, <laughs> and we all signed it, all the coaches and Pete." We, and I gave it to her, and she cracked up. It was really funny. Oh, that's solid. Did work, Rick right? like it? Oh yeah. <laughs> he looked at it, and he, of course, he would, at the time wouldn't wouldn't acknowledge that it was funny, but yeah. he, he did like it. That's great. Yeah. We're, we're talking with uh, John Wetzel, Coach. How about the other part of the great announcement of the weekend? Chris Weber, Doug's teammate. You coached him as well. Uh, part of just the, those great Sacramento Kings teams. Your thoughts on C. Webb finally getting the uh, the honor that he deserved? Well, you know, C. Webb was a, one of those guys that was was a pleasure to to have on around and be with. And you know, always when I think about him, whenever he, there was a scrum and whether whenever there was a you know three or four guys going for a ball, if he ever got his hands on the ball, done, it was hit. It was hit. Because he had great hands, he had great strength in his hands, and when he went up in the crowd, if he got his hands on it, there was no fumbling, there was no nobody stealing it from him. He had the ability to secure it and keep it, and I, I really thought that was one of his great act, attributes that he could rebound in traffic. You know, and of course, you know he was going with great pass. He was he could pass the ball, he could handle the ball on the break sometimes. Uh, to his detriment, he would turn it <laughs> over. But, but you know, that's another uh, situation where Rick would just let him let him bring it, let him run the ball up the floor. And if it, there was a turnover or if there was a poor decision, hey, that's the way it goes. Let's go back and play defense. So, you know, I think I think Webb was really liked being coached by Rick as well because he is a tremendous talent. And uh, you know, when guys play free and easy, and they they play. Uh, without fear of making mistakes, it really makes the game a lot more fun for them. It, it absolutely does. And I know from my standpoint, thinking about Webb, I, I mean, he, he was a type of guy, Wets, that could have been selfish and averaged 30 points and went and got 15 rebounds. And ultimately, uh, he would have been, you know, the stars that have been in Sacramento before. But the system, he bought into the system and trust the coach. And he still was an all-star and all those different things. But it made the team special. The ability to sacrifice in that way for him, you say what? Well, yeah, you know, and you think about the other thing I would mention is rebounding. He was a tremendous passer. Yes, you know he could see the floor, and if he if he caught the ball up at the uh, elbow area, high post, and guys could, were would cut and get open. I mean, he he had no no qualms about giving it to him where they could catch it and, and make a play on their own. But he was a tremendous passer and saw the floor and. You know, had a great knowledge of the game. You know, he had a great feel, and uh, and uh, I can't say enough good things about him. Wetz, you are um, 
It is an honor, man, to, to talk to you and chop it up. Um, now that uh, know that you're in Phoenix, hopefully we start traveling again. We have to have to hit the links and and hear some of these stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Jay will under the plane and all the. Cra- <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I got things that we might not be able to say on the radio, man. It's uh, it is so good to hear your voice, my friend. I hope everybody is well. Um, but uh, stay in touch. Okay, Doug, thanks for the call. Jason, I appreciate talking to you, too, and uh, uh, good luck with your, uh, your your show, and good luck with the Kings. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. He is the best. Coach John Wetzel. So some inside knowledge on the petition. <laughs> that is fantastic. That is that is our very own good Pete, work, Pete. Pete Youngman coming in hot. <laughs> I could just picture that. Uh, uh, Mary Kay's on there. Yeah, it's just, yeah, just a little, little pleasant, more pleasant, Coach. A, yeah, we won't. We won't bring that up when we talk to Coach. No, no, we'll leave that one out. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. We'll see how that goes. Slide it in <laughs> on the back end. All right. Thanks again to Coach John Wetzel for joining us.